welcome to Colored Couch Conversations, a podcast where I have intimate conversations with women of color on my couch. Today we will discuss comedy, being a mom, and cannabis. I probably should have said comedy, cannabis, and being a mom, but anyway, y'all get it. I'm your host, Jasmine W., and my guest today is a comedian, entrepreneur, and professional mom. She's a modern-day Renaissance woman with a passion for crafts and cannabis, and she has her own show that I've been a guest on called Highly Angie on YouTube, where she makes crafts after we get high. (laughs) Uh, Give it up for my guest, Angie Stalker. I give it up for myself. (laughs) You can find her on Instagram at Hailey Angie. That's H-I-G-H-L-Y-A-N-G-I-E. How are you, girl? I'm good. How are you doing? So good. Good to see you. Yes, I know. I love seeing your beautiful face. You too. Okay, so people who are watching on YouTube, I think you made your own earrings right now, didn't you? I said I made my earrings, my shirt, my leggings. Ooh, I made it all, girl. How do you make your own shirts and leggings i sew. i have a sewing machine so i just i go i find fabric that i like and then i just cut it and yeah get to town wow and you have an etsy shop right do you sell any clothes on there or just crafts i have leggings i have shirts i have purses that i sewed i can sew purses so i've got all kinds of all kinds of handmade goodies on there. What's your Etsy? Does your Etsy shop have a different name? It does. It's Get Highly Crafty. Highly Crafty was already taken, so. <laughs> <laughs> and Get Creative. Okay, cool. Well, we always start the uh, show off with a quote uh, from a woman you admire, and you know the quote because you chose it. And the quote is, For the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house by Audre Lorde. What does this quote mean to you? Why did you choose it? For me, it was so applicable to so many things like um, self-improvement, you know, just doing the same things are never going to break down whatever it is you're trying to improve about yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? Or like, um, uh, right now we're in the midst of all of this civil unrest and change. And it's so many people are like, well, you know, like, Oh, you can't be loud. You can't be violent. You can't. And it's like, well, we've tried all the other things. Yeah. So now we're going to go here. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just feel like it's, it applies to so many things because it's like, you can't rely on these tools that you're given to break down what they gave you, you know? like Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely thought about, you know, systemic racism and like the way things are set up as well. It's like, we can't keep using this to do because otherwise we're not changing anything. Exactly. So that's, that's why I hate I mean. when people are like, oh, you just, you know, like you got to work hard, harder, or like this, you got to do this or you got to do that. And it's like, no, it's just like, just like with, with Hollywood, with acting, with, with comedy, it's like, you, just because somebody has a different last name doesn't mean that's not that major A-list star son. You know what I mean? There's so much where it's like, you don't see everything that goes on, but trust that it's just fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you just got to go outside of wherever you think the right way to, like, dismantle something is. No, just go outside of that, you know? Like, that's just how I feel. <laughs> Sometimes I get like very, very quotable like lines on the show from my guests. That is probably my favorite thus far, okay? You might not be able to see everything that's happening, but trust that it's just fucked. I mean, pretty much. Like when it comes, especially when it comes to our government, like, yeah, where is the lie? (laughs) No, girl, that is so 
Good. Okay. Well, Angie, you've been acting for a really long time. So tell me a little about that. I honestly, like, I remember the first play I did, I was like five and I, I was, I played this kind of messed up. I played a raisin, but the California raisins were big at that time. So okay. I was a California raisin. Um, and then from there, I just did random plays. And when it came time to go to college, I did regular college whatever and mm-hmm. I wasn't great at it like I just was like you know I just I wasn't excelling and yes. then I auditioned for a film and television school like I just was like let's just see what yeah. happens I got in and moved to New York and did film and television school and was like I think this might be who I am you know like we had voice class we had movement class we had acting we had on camera we had all of these things, but they all related to things that I cared about. Right. Whereas it was like in, I I was taking elementary statistics and sociology and psychology. It was just stuff that I didn't care about. And so it was just like, okay, I don't, so this, you know, it just fit and it felt right. And so I ran with that and kind of, you know, for a while, like my mom passed away and I had a good five years where I just wasn't really doing much acting like here and there I might try something but I was living in Chicago and just kind of like whatever and then I got the chance to move out to LA and was like all right let's try comedy again through comedy I got an agent who has somehow stuck with me all of these years even though I never book anything (laughs) (laughs) but like you know like I got it so I got you know in random roles on extra roles on days of our lives or whatever you know just yeah Things like that. So it's just for me, like comedy started as my my end to acting. It was yeah. like, oh, you guys think I'm funny? Okay, well, this might get me acting jobs. You yeah. know, like where my head was. And now I'm like, shit, I think I just like being funny. Like, yeah. I don't know that I need your acting jobs, you know? Like, I just, I want to be funny. And that's kind of where, where I am right now. Yeah. Yeah. How do you continue to choose the thing that will make you happy every day over the thing that will make you stable? Uh, well, okay, so I am choosing the thing that makes me happy because I am married to the thing that keeps me stable. Yeah, same. You know, like, like I get to do all of these things because I have that support. And And before that, it was just more like, I tried things just because I knew that I had a mom that would let me come home. Or like when my mom passed away, it was like my big brother, you know, like my dad. It was like, I know that if anything happens, yeah, go back home. Like for that was like worst case scenario. So I think maybe that's how it's easy for me to say, I don't give a shit what you think I should do. Yeah. Because I'm just going to do me. And if it doesn't work out, fuck it. I'll start over and I'll try again, you know? Yeah. Because I know and, I got someone to support me. Well, we always start off the podcast with random questions. Um, so I have some random questions for you. I love it. Of course, your your um, Etsy shop is highly crafty. Your YouTube and your Instagram is highly Angie. How do you balance smoking weed and being a mom? I'm I, For a, the last, like, I don't know, 20 years or something, I've been like an everyday smoker. So... My default at this point, I think, is being high. Like, if I'm not high, it's weird. So, <laughs> that, for me, it just kind of balances out. Like, um, when the kids sit down and have breakfast in the morning, 
and they're watching their like Sesame Street or whatever, that's when I can go in the bathroom and take a couple puffs and get dressed and get ready to, well, we used to get ready to go places. Now, you know, we chill. Yes. (laughs) But sometimes we go out. But yeah, you know, like I just kind of find those moments in the day and those times and it's like, okay, kids are outside playing nice. Boom, let me go hit this bowl. Okay, now we're going to go walk and go for a hike or something. You know, just finding those moments in there for me. And it's, yeah, it just works out. Now, when they get older and nosy, I don't know. I'm going to have to work on edibles and shit more, I guess. Cause <laughs> Are your kids not nosy already? No, they're really not. Like, they're, I mean, they're only, like, Caden is four and Debra will be two. So four and two, basically. Okay. So they're not old enough to really be, like, they're nosy in the, like, oh, is that candy or chips or something? What are you eating kind of way? Mm-hmm. Or is that a toy? Can I have it? But not like, what's that smell? Whenever mommy goes in the bathroom and comes out. They wouldn't because if you've always, yeah. you know, if you've always kind of had the smell around, they'll just be like, this is how my house smells. I don't understand. Well, and I talk to, like I tell Caden, I'm like, you know, cause he asks, he'll see me with a bowl or a pipe or something. And I'm like, oh, it's, you know, it's mommy and daddy's medicine. Like it's not for kids. Just, yeah. Like that's a grown up thing. So he knows and he knows that we've, it's just a plant is kind of, what I tell him, <laughs> like whenever he sees it, it's a plant. Like, yes, that's a plant. What would you do if he got, um, if either of your kids got like 16 or 17 and they wanted to smoke weed? I mean, I personally would be fine with it. I think my husband would have more of a problem because he, he's one of those people like, like I was wearing some weed leggings and like a weed shirt or something to go pick up our son from preschool mm-hmm. and he was like babe like is that appropriate and I was like you literally have a beer shirt sweatshirt on right now like what are you talking about and he's like oh yeah but it's also like he smokes weed you yeah. know so it's just more the public perception yeah more than anything more than like his own so for me it's like I know that weed has been perfectly fine for my life like I have been smoking weed since I I started the first time was I was like 12 13 or something like that like Mm -hmm. so young and it's been fine my life has been fine most of the people that I know who have just only smoked weed have been fine like for me I just know that it's not this terrible thing like if they were like oh I just I want to try coke I'd be like fucking what are you talking about no we're (laughs) not but like a little weed like yeah go ahead you want to try an edible here I got a five milligrammer take it you know like I'm cool with that so I think for me I would be totally fine with it I would prefer them to come to me so that I can walk them through it properly yeah no they can have a good experience because that's more I you know I also want them to have a good experience with it do you ever receive any like hate or because I know you're in a couple of mom groups or you, we, you and I have talked about neighborhood groups and stuff like that. Um, I'd love to know. I'm going to let's take a quick break, but I'd love to know after the break if you receive any hate from moms or, you know, other women in particular, because you know how we can be um, for smoking weed and having kids. But let's take a break and then we'll come right back. Hey, 
Hey y'all, welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations. I'm your host, Jasmine W. And my guest today is Angie Stalker. You can follow her on Instagram at Hailey Angie. Um, and we're talking about being a mom and smoking weed. So I was asking you if you receive hate from moms or women who maybe even don't have kids themselves for smoking weed and having kids. I haven't received like overt hate like I know some women have. For me, it's a more subtle judgment more mm. than anything. Um, like, and it's usually the wine moms, you know, like, oh, the, yeah, like it's usually the wine moms who are kind of like, oh, weed, like, ew. and it's just for me, I don't, I just don't even associate with those people. Your energy has been blocked, like, I don't, I don't know. So, I don't, I try not to invite that in, but I do see it mm-hmm. a lot, and I. I okay is this wrong of me okay this is a little I'm I'm veering off but I'm one of those people I just like I wish I just want people to, you know like when I was breastfeeding I would have titties all out just like somebody say something I dare you, <laughs> you know, I just want people to try and say something just about stuff like that because I'm like I dare you to come at me please try me try me but you know i'm just one of those people where it's like maybe i give off that energy of like hey you are one of the nicest sweetest people you ain't giving off no intimidation no you better not ask me nothing energy you know what i mean that's why i'm just too friendly (laughs) yeah you're just so friendly you know um but i could totally see wine like drunk ass moms looking at you sideways because you stepped outside to to hit a blunt or whatever like but they're drunk as hell so and that's acceptable somehow right it's like oh because you could go to the corner store and buy yours it's fine okay well i guess here i go to the corner store and buy mine exactly (laughs) but i lost my job because of it so it doesn't feel you know like my my job wasn't like a full-time job or anything but still so you lost the job for what for smoking weed I, on the- I worked for a, no i worked for a nanny agency like i would i worked for the clippers for you know like i was a nanny for them for a while during their games and i would just do random like rich families and like they you know just like all this temp nannying stuff that i did and it was awesome and then a few months after i started doing highly crafty they were just like we can't work with you anymore and i was like wait what <laughs> and they were like yeah just because of your recent post and like weed is legal in california but not federally and we just can't work and like if anything changes with the laws we look forward to working with you in the future wow. but i was like you're telling me that you know that i'm like because i've always posted about my weed like i don't i'm not shy about it yeah and so it was kind of one of those situations where i was like wait are you what like and you never received a complaint or anything. Well, that was another thing. And I, cause I know people who work at the company. So it was like, damn, y'all didn't say not like, was somebody looking at what happened? You know, like I know the owner, I nannied for the owner multiple times of the company, you know, like it was just one of those situations where it's like, shade, is that, is that you? <laughs> like, yeah. So for me, it felt, feels, it still feels very taboo and frowned upon and, shameful and it's like I don't smoke a lot because a couple of reasons my husband has asthma is the first reason so he the thought of asthma or smoking and peanut butter things he's like technically allergic to or whatever it just grosses him out I barely eat peanut butter at home either 
Number two, I can just barely smoke. Like I cough, I, I die coughing, you know? Like I will literally die coughing. But the third reason, the most important reason, is that it really doesn't get you that high, or it doesn't really get me that high, and not for very long. Yeah. Who want to be high for five minutes? Not me. That's why I do. <laughs> that's why I do edibles, honey. I'm high for four hours, and I like that. You know. That's why I started getting more into edibles and tinctures and other things because, well, also just because of the kids, because it's like easier if I could just take an edible and it'll last me a while versus yeah when I smoke it's like okay I'm gonna smoke we're gonna go do something do something okay sit them down have a snack boom I'm gonna go smoke okay you know so it's like yeah I'm trying to do I'm in the process of experimenting more with like edibles and drinks and things that I can like have a longer lasting dose of stuff yeah um, yeah i'm all about all of it any of it i'm i'm following everybody i'm like what you got cb oh add c mix cbd in with my <laughs> and then, okay boom done like i'll do it all do you feel like and this is my last question about weed and this is do you this is for me like this is research do you feel like smoking makes you a more patient mom or are you already patient or what do you think i don't know i guess maybe I mean, not so much patient. It just makes me more reflective or in tune. Like my initial reaction for a lot of things would be like, stop that, get mm -hmm. down. Oh, you made a mess or whatever. But then when I'm high, a lot of times I notice, okay, yes, she spilled that all over, but it's just water. So who cares? Yeah. You know, or like things like that moment where you could be like, Rah! yeah where I can go inward and because that's important for me I I'm very into trying to be a mindful mom or a kind parent whatever you want to call it but I'm just trying to not be like one of those because I said so you yes. know I don't want to be like that I'm like no I can't let you do that because you might hurt yourself or like it's just you know like explaining it. it's like you're yes you're a child but you're also a human I would mm -hmm. treat you much unless you're about to really fucking wall out and then I gotta step in. But for the most part, I do. I try to respect them and, you know, speak to them with respect. And it doesn't always happen. <laughs> you know, I try. <laughs> they know my heart, okay? Right. One thing I said on TikTok the other day is there was a mom, it was like a black mom, and she would be what most people would say your stereotypical black mom is, but my mom was never like that. Like my mom did not curse at us when we were young. It, we had to really do something crazy for my mom to say a cuss word. Um, and so I, I commented, I said, I don't, I would never cuss. I would never talk to my kids like that. And I would never c curse at my kids like that. And a, a lot of women comment and commented and said, wait until you have them. Like once you have kids, wait, like they're going to push you. Da, 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 da. How do you feel about like cursing at your kids? It's... I don't I mean I don't ever curse at them I really I've there have been a couple of times where I've yelled um but I generally apologize because if I'm to the point of yelling then it's more me just fed up with having to deal with them over and over yeah because for the most part one thing I found in my research of trying to unlearn the the parenting of our parents of everyone's parent, you know, like mm -hmm. that's just how parenting was. Um, and trying to unlearn that is that a lot of it is on me and my expectations and how I perceive things. It's like, 
no, no, he's not being an asshole. He's being a fucking three-year-old. You yeah. know what I mean? That's how they act. How you respond to it and handle it is what's going to change that outcome. And like for a really long time, I wasn't, I did it and I didn't really know that it was working. And then I started getting feedback from people. You know, like my, my husband was like, oh, I just see how different he is with you. You know, how different Caden is with you and how like, how well he like just behaves and goes with it and like does these things. And just like, I was at a party. I remember we were at a party, a birthday party. And he was like, ah, I want this, Ooh, doing something. And I like got down and was like, I am not going to let you talk to me like that. You're not going to yell. If you need something, let's figure out what you need to help you feel better. When I, we were done, like everyone in the party was just like, whoa. You know, like my friend was like, I don't ever talk to my kid that way. That was, oh my goodness. You know, just like all the, the response was just really like, oh man, that really worked. And he was fine. He, he felt seen. He was accepted. It was like, yes. you know, and obviously it's hard to maintain that all the time. There are times when I fucking lose it, but yeah, for the most part, I just tried to, I had a, one of my mom friends in a group was like, her mantra was he, you know, they are acting their age. Now you act your age. And that's kind of what it comes down to is like, mm. they are acting how they're supposed to act. Now, how you're going to deal with it and guide them to act maybe a better way next time. Yeah. Is all, you know, all shakes down on you. So there, you know, yeah, like you, you may be one of those parents who just can't hold your shit together, but if you're committed, <laughs> then you're going to have a lot more times where you hold your shit together versus yeah. the where you don't. You know, I don't ever want to be the type of person to be like, well, when I have kids and to be like, I'm going to be so good or you know what I mean? Like, that's not what my intention is. But I do feel like, you know, I have six nephews. I do feel like I've had a hand in raising three of them, at least, you know, and they respond very well to me talking to them like they're adults. Exactly. Even my three year old nephew, whenever I come home, he hasn't seen me in four or five months. You know what I mean? But whenever I talk to him, I'm like, baby, what are we doing? Okay, because the crying is not going to work. Exactly. Come back when you have some sense. (laughs) And then he he acts right. But my mom is like, ah, ah, like she's literally like yelling. I'm like, girl. Well, and that's what it is. Is like you, like when you are with him, you set boundaries. You're like, I am not, like, I don't talk to you when you're like this. So when you stop, you see that I will, we can get something done. Yeah. And I, cause I notice it all the time when it's just like, oh, when I'm starting to lose it. And it's like, no, cause if I lose it, they're going to lose it more mm-hmm. and then we're all going to be losing it. So yeah, it's so much more beneficial to be like, I'm drawing this line in the sand. You be crazy over there. Okay. <laughs> when you're ready. You come back. Let me know <laughs> like a normal person. Uh, I kind of wanted to ask you a personal question and I paused a little bit so we could edit this out if you want, girl, because <laughs> this is very personal, but, um, you know, you've been married for a while and you're an avid cannabis smoker. So how does that affect you when it comes to intimacy? I mean, I think it is actually, what is like a stimulant, like an aphrodisiac, I guess. Yeah. Like, because for me, I'm like, yes, it's nice to just be like, stoner couch vibes. But then yeah. there's also this part of cannabis where I don't know like what it affects. I'm sure someone, there's someone out there who has a whole page about it. Yeah. But, you know, when you're like high, 
you're cuddling or not even cuddling like the other night i had done some edibles and i was just like giggly you know like just that feeling of like i want to be close to you (laughs) i asked you that too because i was just thinking you know we're both married and it's very rare to come across a married person especially in la but girl if i take an edible i'll be too honest i had to learn to consciously not be so blunt with my husband when I, cause I'd be too blunt. I'd be not in the mood. Like it's not an aphrodisiac for me. When I'm high, I'd be like, leave me alone. Let's put on a movie and bring me a sandwich, honey. <laughs> don't try to kiss me. You know, <laughs> I don't know why I'm like that, but. Um, Ooh, I mean, I have plenty of that too, I think. I think it just is, I think it just matters too. Like the vibe, it's more, it's more him, I think, how yeah. I feel towards him, kind of. Yeah. You know, like, so it's not necessarily, like, the edible or the weed. Like, that just makes me more liable to, like, do something about it. Yeah. Whereas just more like, oh, he's been nice to me this week, or he's been real cute. He's been, you know, like, that's what it is. It's like, and the edible makes it be like, we should reward him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that. Um, my, my my edit will be like, girl, don't give him nothing. <laughs> girl, wait till we done and then he can have some. Maybe. Okay, wait till you get your mind together, okay? Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, we've been in quarantine for, since March in LA. Um, what have you done that you're most like excited about or like proud of even in quarantine or like a project that you or craft that you finished i think it has to be my um my etsy shop get highly crafty i wanted a brand you know i wanted something and this came about very naturally and organically and it's something that fits with just my life like I feel like there have been times where I've tried to find a hustle I've tried to find something and this fits because no matter what even if no one buys anything I'm always making crafts I all you know like it's just always there so this is a good outlet for me to get stuff out there and I've learned how to make clothes in quarantine so that's just been yeah. I'm like go like I'm just making my whole wardrobe now that's amazing I think all my all my craftiness is really starting to you know come together and shine so that's what that's my quarantine success have you made your husband or your kids anything I have here and there but not for the most part I just make myself stuff yeah good for you girl (laughs) like I'm pretty selfish (laughs) and tricked so it's like, I love you, family. I will take care of you and feed you and clean up. But I'm making me the pretty shit. You know, like... I'm- I love selfish people like Angie because that's how I am. Yes, you have to be, man. We're going to take a quick break, y'all. And we are come back, we're going to talk about some trending topics, including having biracial kids, Chrissy Teigen, and living in LA and Ellen. So <laughs> let's take a break and we'll be right back. Hey y'all, welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations. Make sure you follow Angie on Instagram at Angie. And now we are talking about some trending 
topics. Um, you know, Angie, earlier we were talking about um, people who don't believe in systemic racism and all of that. Um, your kids are mixed. Have you ever had anyone make any negative comments towards you, towards your husband, or towards your kids because of you guys being in a like interracial relationship? I I haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband has said he's seen like looks from people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 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 up here like so I don't notice it if it happens. Yeah. Um, but I do remember one thing with with my husband's grandmother. You know, she was just like, oh, you know, if you two have kids, they'll they'll be little half breeds, mm-hmm. and I was like. It's not a thing. That's that's like a whole <laughs> or dog, you know. Like, but other than that, I've never had to like say anything to anyone. No one's ever, you know, said anything to me. So I think I guess I've been lucky, maybe. Well, not really. I we've lived, we it's L.A. So I feel yeah. like for the most part that it's not. It's I guess, not taboo. Yeah, it's not such an issue. People who are over 65, maybe even 60, what can you do? They old. They've been through a lot. Like, what do you do when a grandma says some shit? Like, nothing, right? Like, what did you say? What did you, did you say anything? No, I mean, I, for me, I like looked at Justin and he, it was funny because he was like, you can't say that, grandma. You say mixed or like, I think his parents were like, either mulattoes and, or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. and it was, he, he was like, no, we just like would say mixed or, you know, like biracial, whatever. Um, but I did, you know, like, I was just like, okay, I'm polite. I'm in, I'm in Lowell, Indiana. I'm just gonna. Keep eating my cornbread or whatever the hell they eat in Indiana. <laughs> what do they eat? What was y'all eating? Shepherd's pie? <laughs> <laughs> I just made a shepherd's pie last week. Um, no, we they. It's funny because they don't really cook a lot, so it was always like fried chicken from the grocery store, or like oh ribs from this place, or yeah. you know. So it's a lot of takeout, a lot of takeout. Again, I wish, like, I want someone to try to approach me about this. <laughs> you know, like I, I would like to say something. I, for some reason, I have a chip on my shoulder. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> But I just want someone to say something to me so I can be like, first of all. <laughs> right. Okay, well, our next trending topic has to do with Chrissy Teigen. She was trending yesterday. Okay, well, listen, there's so much when it comes to Chrissy Teigen. I feel like we can't even cover it, right? Everybody thinks she's involved with Pizzagate, that conspiracy. Um, I saw like a thread about that mm-hmm. where she they were saying she was making like, pedophile comments or something like that. Yep. She did have some old tweets that I was like, girl, what is we doing? Um, she was watching Toddlers and Tiaras and had some really weird tweets that I, I even think that they're just weird and why would you tweet that? Um, but recently, yesterday, uh, she put out a video where she was cooking. I even have one of her pots, honey. And I love that pot. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. But, um, she was cooking a recipe and it include the gyoza beans. 
um, after she came out and said that she was going to boycott Galeoza because they their CEO supports Trump and do- gives money to Trump, which is very ironic because Galeoza beans like lots of Hispanic people use that uh, brand. So oh, Goya, yes. Oh, yes. is it Goya or I yeah. thought it, I thought it was Galeoza. Galeoza no, is like really yummy yes a a pan fried i thought it was a pan fried dumpling bean girl i don't know okay so it's goya yes okay hey wait so why wouldn't you just use different beans like that's right a month and a half ago she said that she was gonna boycott goya beans and she would use them in her recipe oh well maybe the the boycott was only a month okay now you said it's been a month and a half (laughs) Maybe the boycott only lasts a month. <laughs> Girl, no. <laughs> positive dance, you too positive. <laughs> Do you think she should be forgiven for the for the Goya Bane thing at I this mean, moment? Okay, here's the thing. She had them. No, she was using the damn thing. Like I don't understand why you would even use them. Just don't. <laughs> Like you never be just don't show the can. Like I don't understand. Like take the label off, girl. I mean, I don't know. You for me, I don't follow her. I don't really know anything. People seem to like her a lot. I could do without her though. You know, go ahead, cancel her. I don't care. Like I'm not gonna be missing anything. Is what I'm saying. (laughs) I would not forgive her. You know what? More room for me. Like, I'm going to be Chrissy Teigen anyway. <laughs> but I'm saying. Y'all don't even understand how funny this is because Angie is not lying to y'all. Angie would DM me and be like, girl, is this what the kids are up to? <laughs> I do not know. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, the next trending topic is, um, have you chosen to boycott any brands recently? And if so, why? I don't. I haven't boycotted any brands. I haven't been using Amazon. Like for my fabric, I was getting it from Joanne, but I just found a local place in LA. Couldn't find no black folks that had the fabric that I like. Oh, I love this shiny shit. Okay. Um, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, so I was, I but yeah, I haven't boycotted anyone really. Like I, you know, I haven't, I guess nobody that I use that much has done anything that yeah. bad. I've boycotted. I've boycotted Starbucks. I don't do coffee. Oh, well, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, coffee, Mickey. You'll be high pooping everything, girl. Uh, but I do love their matcha. Like, I don't really drink a lot of coffee, but I love their their matcha. Um, I used to get it all the time, but I boycotted them. I boycotted Chick-fil-A. Oh, oh, I did. Bo- okay, I boycotted them the first time around, though. Like, a couple <laughs> years ago. I, yeah, I stopped fucking with them a couple years ago. Ha- so your baby has never, your youngest one has never tasted Chick-fil-A? Nope. Dang. I fucked around and made the, um, you know, they have the imitation online. So we, I'm like, they have them online. You can, like, look up the Chick-fil-A, like, breading recipe. It's uh-huh. like, it's like, you know, like, Southern. It's just... You know, seasonings, a little bit of flour, but yeah. So you made your own, you looked up the recipe online. Was it good? Yeah, it just reminded me, honestly, like if I make fried chicken at home, that's usually what I do. Oh, so it was basically like a white person's recipe, but they were like, you can add these seasonings. And that just ended up being a black person's recipe. (laughs) (laughs) Because when you look at the ingredients, you know, you're like, oh, paprika, onion powder, garlic powder, chili powder. It's like, 
that's what you put in fried when well, you making fried chicken you know oh. like, you put in onion powder garlic powder salt pap- paprika you know yeah the last question i had for you is we both live in la right you've been here longer than me have you ever heard any terrible ellen stories or any of the rumors about ellen before it got really popular this year oddly enough i i hadn't until 2018 i went to go see kathy griffin oh yeah and because i love her i so do i I don't know why everyone hates her, but I fucking love her. I think she was hilarious. And so I went to go see her. She was like, form your own opinions. Keep loving her. But Ellen is a fucking bitch. She fucking sucks. Like, screw Ellen. She's the worst. Like, she pretends she's all this and that. She fucking sucks. And I remember just looking at Justin and being like, what is Kathy crazy? Kathy's crazy. She is so crazy. She just has a grudge. And then come like the end of last year this year that everybody's like Ellen Ellen and I was like Kathy Griffin was right Kathy knew (laughs) but I was like god damn Kathy had already and but she and she was like form your own opinions you don't have to take my word for it don't listen to me if you don't want to but I'm just like think what you want but she is a fucking bitch and I was just remember being like whatever and then oh yes so that was and that was the only time i had ever heard anyone say anything bad any horse or anything was kathy griffin saying that kathy knew kathy already knew she was like "Mm." (laughs) well that's proof y'all every single person in la has a story like this so whatever shit is being talked about ellen y'all better start believing people because everybody has a story like this all right we are in what i like to call the keep it real corner this is where we give advice to real people who have asked me questions on tiktok or instagram remember if you have a question and you want to ask me you can always dm me on instagram i'm happy to answer or ask me uh, by sending me an email so This question is, I'm not a mom yet, but my husband and I are trying. What is the worst thing about giving birth in your experience? In my experience, it was not trusting myself, like, and not going with my gut on everything, both times, two times. I just didn't go with what I felt I should have. You're just so overcome that at a point, you get to a point where you're just like, whatever just do whatever. And if I would have, okay. Okay. So the second time I was just cheap because my husband gave me money to get a doula, but I went with the cheaper one who was chill versus the one who was kind of annoying. And now I know I should have gone with the like loud, annoying one because she would have been the best advocate for me to get what I needed and what I wanted. Other, you know, like when you're at a hospital or, you know, like if, like, I was not at the point, like, I I like the idea of a home birth, but I was not there yet. So at being at a hospital, it was just like, I had only so much power, I felt like. The first, mm. the first time, I felt like I didn't have any power, because I was just like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. Am I giving birth? Am I not? Or like, what's happening? I don't know. But then the second time around, I knew, and I was like a champ. Like, I was five centimeters, just like at Jersey Mike's, like, give my sandwich before I go to the hospital, please. Yum, 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 whatever. Like, I would get a contraction. I would just squat down and be like, okay. Like, I was fine the second time around. And then I got to the hospital, and it was kind of one of those things where it was like the nurse was like, well, let me give you this. You need to get this, and you need to get that. And I'm just like, what? 
And my doula was like, okay. And they were both black women who I had to choose between. But I was like, I knew I should have picked like the loud, the, mo- the loud mama. But I was like, oh, she's going to get on my nerves. I need somebody chill. And it was just like, no, you should have spent the extra money, got the loud one. But whatever, it's fine. I have, I had a girl. If I would have had a boy, I'd been pissed. But I ended up having a girl. So I was like, okay, it's fine. But yeah, for me, it's just trust yourself. Like just whatever you need, whatever you think you need or think you want, that is it. Go with it. Do not let anybody tell you otherwise. Yes. Whatever, whatever it is, C-section, like natural, epidural, you want to put whatever it is, just make sure that you listen to yourself and trust yourself more than anything. Hold on. This, This is my problem with moms. I'm sorry. Hold on now. Anytime I ask a mom about her experience, like, for example, when my really, really good friend got pregnant, like my best friend got pregnant, I was like, I'm so excited because I'm going to have somebody to tell me everything that happened. And she was like, yeah, girl, I'm going to tell you. And then after she had the baby, she was like, you just got to experience it. I'm like, what? All the women do this. And, and, And then I even started asking my mom about stuff. And my mom was like, I don't remember. I'm like, how can you not remember? And then she started confessing. Confessing. I, I, I said all that so you could tell me the truth. Why do you say <laughs> that if you had a boy, you'd be upset? But if you have, but since you had a girl, you're fine. Because okay, so that that is only because the um my first child was a boy and I wanted a girl, but I didn't find out for either pregnancy, so I didn't know what I was having until I was giving birth. And so for me, going through my second time. And because the first time I didn't get what I want and I was kind of like, and eh, what, I, you know, like I didn't get the birth that I wanted. Like I didn't have the, the mood lighting and the yeah. water. Birth. I didn't have that. And so the second time around, I was like, I'm going to make sure I have that shit and I want to have a girl. So it was like, I didn't get that shit. I didn't get the, like I had the mood lighting. I was ready, but then I ended up with a C-section, like yeah. emergency C-section. I wanted to have, I wanted a, I wanted a baby to come out of my vagina. I don't know why, but yeah. I just wanted to, I needed to experience it. And so for me, that was hard. And then it just so happened that like the month after I had my daughter, my friend who had a C-section the first time and was trying for a vaginal birth, ended up with a vaginal birth. And she was like, if I would have known, I would have just had another C-section. And I was like, okay, I don't feel like I missed out that much. Girl. And I had another and be like oh yeah my vagina's so loose like we were talking about because she was like her husband has a big dick and she was like oh my god it was great after having the second one it was like couldn't feel a thing and i was like i don't feel so bad anymore you know (laughs) why do i feel like this whole episode should have been about loose vaginas and husbands with big (laughs) oh my gosh so you know i feel like Inoculable, I guess. <laughs> well, because they say that once you have a C-section, you can only have a C-section after that. They see that, but you, there were so many, like my, one of the good, the friend who told me the, um, your kids are acting your age, their age, now act your age, that quote, she actually like gave me the most hope because she had a C-section and ended up like giving, almost giving birth at home because her second came so quickly and just like, she got to the hospital basically and the baby slid out and somebody else who had a C-section before another friend had the same story of just like baby came out, you know, easy, great second time. So I was like, I'll be at your town. Of course, Debrea was up in there. Like, I don't want to come out. 
nope, I'm not coming out. And then when she did start to come out, she was like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And so they had to go in and get her. Oh, my goodness. Manic. I don't know where she gets it from. Oh, I can tell. Uh, yeah, we, we know where she gets it from. <laughs> Wow, I did learn a lot. I did not know that once you have a C-section, it is possible in some cases to have a vaginal birth. So that's good to know. The doctor, like you, the doctor that I had originally was mm-hmm. like, you should just get another C-section. Uh, and then my guy knows kind of a crunchy granola hippie, which is why I love her. And she was like, you don't got to have a C-section. Go to this doctor. And she was like, girl, you do not need a C-section. Your uterus is fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. And so I was like, okay, had I not like let the hospital give me all these, whatever, it would have been fine. But you yeah. know, I got my girl. So I just am like, okay. And my vagina is still intact. So I really wow. try to focus on the negative. Wow. I really want my vagina to be intact. <laughs> <laughs> not even for anybody else, for me. Yeah. You know, well, I want my vagina intact. Me when I laugh, like what? I yeah. <laughs> I already fart when I laugh. Okay. Anyway, I'm too much today. It's the champagne, y'all. Um. <laughs> well, Angie, we're at the end of the episode. Please plug everything you have. Tell us what you're working on right now, in case people that who want to keep up with you know what you know what you're up to yeah i'm i'm mostly on instagram because live comedy isn't a thing um so add highly angie but definitely check out get highly crafty on etsy um because i have all kinds of things i'm gonna be um dropping some more new things in the shop here in the next coming weeks i've been doing lots of sewing and um yeah crafting and yeah so get highly crafty and I, oh yeah, get Highly Crafty is on Instagram too. So you can follow and give me followers, follow me. And when you support Angie, that is supporting black business, okay? Please support this black business. <laughs> Please. All right, y'all. Well, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the platform you're listening on right now. And if you love Color to Couch Conversations, make sure to tell someone about the show. Do not be selfish, okay? You can follow us on Instagram at Colored Couch Conversations and watch the show on my YouTube channel. That's Comedian Jasmine W on YouTube, spelled J-A-Z-M-Y-N. Thanks to my dad. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.